Jimmy, to be so to begin with, after our last episode we did together where I told you guys the Pro Wrestling 101 and I showed you the great match between Sasha Banks and Bailey, mm-hmm. have you been to watch any other wrestling uh, before today? No, I haven't. I'm going to say honestly, I haven't watched any more. Fair enough. Okay. That's fair enough. And because last time Jimmy wanted to watch some other matches, I thought I'd show him some really good ladder matches. So to begin with, uh, have you ever heard of a ladder match before, like today? Like, have you heard yeah, of... Yeah, I, I kind of knew the gist of uh, a ladder match and with uh like the uh each wrestler had to get to a goal at the top of the ladder so with it being a briefcase or um a belt or the title and um did you mention a contract as well yeah so that, that could yeah, be a contract yeah. yeah so something like the the main objective to get to something at the top of the ladder high uh, which is held high above the ring and um, uh, no rules, am I right? Or yeah, no rules no at rules, all. No rules, and they can use the ladder as a weapon to take out their oppositions. And we can get, as I showed Jimmy today, three really good matches. Obviously, there's other really good ladder matches that people should watch, but I thought I showed Jimmy three really, really good ones. So the first match that we watched was from WrestleMania 10 between Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels. Due to Shawn Michaels' failure to appear for a number of Intercontinental Championship defenses, and his refusal to fulfill his contractual obligations, the World Wrestling Federation has no alternative but to suspend Mr. Michaels and thus vacate the Intercontinental Championship. What a night it was in the life of Razor Ramon, the brand new Intercontinental Champion. There is only one undisputed World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental Champion, and it is the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Everybody listen to me. For too long, been two champions, two belts. This Sunday, WrestleMania 10, the ladder match. The bad guy takes all the gold. So, Jimmy, what did you think about that match? Well, as, um... An introduction to ladder matches. I thought that was quite a quite a good one to to watch. Um, it kind of like set the tone of how how a ladder match normally plays out. Um, you know, right from the beginning, you had uh, Razor coming in. He walked under the ladder. He was being cocky. He was being arrogant. He's like, like uh, I don't care about the bad luck. I'm just gonna go into this and get properly stuck in. And uh, it painted um, Shawn Michaels as kind of kind of the hero of this one, and uh, you know, which is quite funny he, considering he, Shawn specific... Michaels is supposed to be the bad guy and Razor Ramon's supposed to be. Is the he really? Good guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Michaels. Uh, he specifically walked around the ladder, and like uh, Razor went under the ladder, and it's kind of like, uh, is he dicing with something edgy here, Razor, or or is he? But. No, it was um, it was good, and then when it got into the fight, it you you realised that <laughs> the no rules like it, it just went ballistic, and they started the the way how they used the ladder to take each other out and use mm. the ladder to their advantage rather than 
just using it to get the the um the belt at the top of the was it the belt on this one yeah there yeah, were, there were the two belt. belts because yeah. uh, at the time the Shawn michaels was off uh when he was injured and then razor man won the ic championship so then ray there's a both for like actually i'm the ic champion you're the ic champion which is basically inter- intercontinental then they decided let's just have it where whoever gets the two titles is then the undisputed ic champion so I thought it was really clever the way they kind of built that storyline up. And was there any particular spots or moments you noticed from the match? Um, what can I remember? You had that really cool splash by Michaels off the ladder, which is one of the most famous spots in wrestling history yeah. that everyone remembers. Like a lot of people from WrestleMania, like they show it as like one of the big highlights from a WrestleMania and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, I mean, I just liked how um how uh, effortlessly they used the ladder as a as a battering ram or as as the, just the way how that there it gives a new dimension to the way how mm. the fight pans out and they were very in- innovative as well by yeah, using yeah, the yeah, ladder yeah. in a different way i thought it was really well done like, as well like you know my my understanding of of um wrestling doesn't go very high i'm sure you can understand that having only seen the few matches that i have you know just how articulate uh, how, how articulate these wrestlers are with the ladder and how they use that to their advantage uh, you know, they climb up it, they jump off it, they use it, they like smacking people around the faces with the ladder. It's it's quite quite creative, and you know, after the matches that we watched in the uh, before the last uh, with the last podcast, um, you, you know, you you see how they use the ring uh, to their advantage, and they use um, like the ropes and mm. everything that surrounds the ring. But then this, it just adds another level of height, doesn't it? Adds uh, yeah, an extra or, 10 yeah. feet in it. Now that they have to use their moves in such a different way, they have to make the ladder work with their moveset. Like, for example, Shawn Michaels is known for doing an elbow drop. He did one off the top of the ladder and that kind of thing. They kind of, which I think is really good as well. They have I mean, to... them ladders look really rickety. They don't look very solid and yet they make it work. Yeah, it's just how good of technical wrestlers they both are, Ray Ramon and Shawn Michaels. I mean, was there anything else that stood out for you? Did you like the characters themselves? Did you? Yeah, I mean, like, who did you gravitate towards it's, more? It's that kind like of thing? you said, um, uh, Razor Ramon was. You said he was supposed to be the good guy, and um, yeah. Michaels was supposed to be the bad guy. But I found myself rooting for Shawn Michaels. I, I, I don't know. I just felt. I, I think it was uh, the way how Razor Ramon came in and set himself up. And um, yeah, Michaels was who he, he he just to me he seemed like the underdog in that. Okay. And I I, yeah, I thought mean, in that what kind was... of way did he seem that to you? Because it's quite interesting to see as someone who doesn't well, know, I guess, the character at the time of Shawn Michaels being a, a, like well, a bad like guy. Well, like, like I that. said, when Razor Ramon came in and he walked, he specifically walked under the ladder. He thought it like this is going to be a walk in the park. That's the the sort of attitude that he had like this is gonna be easy i'm gonna walk all over this guy and you know in the end it it, it wasn't it was mm. it was i mean in the in when they were in the match and you see Shawn michaels doing his quite heelish uh tendencies that he does with the ladder and stuff were you then starting to side more towards razor man or did you still want sean to win um i say it was very balanced it was i wasn't although i wanted um john michaels to win i wasn't I mean the the way how these guys were were fighting, the the world moments where Razor Ramon made me think, yeah, this this guy knows exactly what he's doing. He's using um, his moves particularly well against his mm. opposition. But then again, so did Shawn Michaels. It was yeah. it was unpredictable. I couldn't tell which way it was going to swing. 
And how did you find the commentators added to the match as well? Because some people <laughs> yeah. say the commentators can add or hinder a match as well, obviously. Well, I mean, commentating on uh, matches, it's I suppose it's kind of a, a, a two-level thing. So, yeah, I normally focus what I can see and the, the commentators. Yeah, I kind of see what you mean when, when you say they kind of hinder. Yeah, because um, you've got, so obviously, they... Vincent Mann is the face commentator, good guy commentator, and you've got Jerry, Jerry Lawler, who's the heel, bad guy commentator. That's why he's saying Reginald's not going to win, not, not going to win, because he want, cause he's pro bad guys. He, yeah, that's kind of how he oh, okay. plays in the matches and stuff, which I thought was quite clever. Kind of added to the thing with Razor Ramon being the fan favourite. They wanted him to win, obviously, the fans. So that's basically what he does. It's for the people at home I, I to connect didn't, more I to I didn't the... know that the commentators also picked sides. I thought they were there merely to... No, so they, they don't do it as much the... anymore. I didn't notice that, to be quite honest. Oh, really? Maybe I should look out for that next time we, we watch mm, like If you watch matches. any wrestling from before, I would probably say ninety, uh, late 98, early 99. That's very much the whole thing with good guy, bad guy. But it depends on the certain storylines as well. But most of the time, they're usually quite neutral and they mention more. Like the last like the last match that we watched, which we're going to mention later on, that was very much the, the um, announcers were very neutral and they didn't want anyone to win. Yeah, they were okay, just I'm talking about of... the action. So does that kind of like um, like set the like make the bad guy look even worse, and make the good guy look even better, or like vice versa? Or yeah, yeah, pretty much, like... pretty much that. To be honest, yeah, pretty much that they can use it, and also with some announcers acting so happy that they won, it can also add to it. When Steve Austin first won the WWF Championship, you heard. JR, who was the announcer for the second and third match, like getting so excited and going, Austin, 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 it can also help by putting the rest up more over as well than they would have been before. So is that is that like um, commentary feed fed into the um, to, to the audience or is that like a post-production thing? Uh, it's only fed, like you, it's basically like you're watching Robot Wars or football, it's only fed to the people at home who's watching oh, it okay, by the television. Because yeah. so. uh, with all wrestling mostly, it's always live, so when they do it live before they did it uh, they used to have it taped smacked down but now they do it live it's basically uh all the only people that can't hear it are the people in the in the arena so if you went to watch wrestlemania seven uh 10 or 17 or whatever event it yeah. was we couldn't hear the commentators but at home we can kind of like hey we do our football match or robot yeah, wars yeah. you can't hear the commentators yeah i see now so out of five what would you give that match oh i mean as a very um uh, <laughs> like also, com- comparing uh, it to the other matches yeah i was gonna I say like, yeah gonna say I want to say, like, whilst I was watching it, I would have said four. Okay. okay? Because I, after the, the matches that we watched and for the last podcast, you know, adding a different dimension to it and making it more um, articulate and creative, then I would have given it a four. But now that I've seen the other matches, probably give it a three, maybe a three and a half. Okay. Okay. And, well, we'll, we'll talk about the other matches and why I think that, but... Yeah, I think... Uh, I mean, I, I for might, its time, might... can you, I'll give it a fourth because for its time it was very revolutionary. Obviously, nowadays, it wouldn't be seen as revolutionary because there's been so many other ladder matches that's done so much exactly. more. But for its time, you so, can see why it's seen as a, as a really good match. So this match was filmed in 94, you said? Yeah. And how long had ladder matches been on the that sort of circuit? Uh, they've been around, but that was like the first time in WWF properly it's been on TV. Obviously, it's been on like house shows, which are live events where only people who are there would watch. So but... that was the main big sort of televised uh, yeah. ladder match. So that that would have probably been the the first or like the the yeah, innovative yeah, the, the, the first one. second kind of one. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So. Yeah, and I can. I mean, I wouldn't have believed that that would have been the first televised one. I would have thought that that would 
been uh, the sort of thing that's been happening for quite a while. Mm. Um, I mean, especially been... untelevised. Yeah, they've been they've been but... quite a few untelevised before, but that's the first like but proper proper one. Did this one like cement its popularity and? Yeah, it cemented its of... popularity, and it also showed people how good uh, Shawn Michaels actually is, and how good Razor Ramon are because of the fact they're able to go out there and basically steal the show that people uh, years later on remember that match and that's one of the matches I thought I'd show you today because it's a match I remember watching and loving as well it would be interesting to watch a match of them just normal wrestling no props no just them two in the ring just to see how it compares Mm. so maybe next time yeah maybe next time yeah definitely because I can't remember if they actually did have a match I think they might have had one on TV, I don't remember if they had one on pay-per-view. Or, or like even that. single matches where they're against um, other people. And, yeah, for um, sure, Michaels is very good. His match against Undertaker from WrestleMania 25 is another really good match as well. Yeah, so I can kind of see how they fight without the ladder. Do you mm. see what I mean? Yeah, I see what I mean. Yeah, because yeah. sure, Michaels, uh, by himself, has been known for being Mr. WrestleMania, and that's like one of his... Because at every WrestleMania, he is known for being the person who puts on the best show, puts on the best match, and put, basically puts on pretty much like one of the best moments of the whole pay-per-view. Then the second match that we had was from No Mercy 99 between the Hardy Boys versus Edge and Christian. This is the, the fifth and deciding match in the best of five series for the Brood, Matt and Jeff Hardy against Edge and Christian. This will be a ladder match. $100,000 is hanging high above the ring. So, Jimmy, what did you think about that match? That was uh, the... That was a tag team ladder match, which was basically... At first, they had best of five, and it was two two all. So then they had that match, which was a ladder match. Yeah, so I, like, going from one ladder, you think one ladder in the first match that we watched was... I thought that was crazy. Two ladders in the tag team, four guys in the ring, even crazier. Like, like... The, it, it, I don't want to sound like I'm repeating myself, but it, it does add another level. The the ladder where um you know both these guys uh sorry all of these guys were using it as like a clothesline to like behead these yeah. their, their oppositions and you know using two ladders at once it could be, it, it's just incredible how they managed to incorporate that with mm. four guys. I can understand why they use two ladders because. Like they can, they say, can do obviously more moves as a team. Yeah, definitely. More moves and. Like, was there any particular spots or moments that you noticed that you liked? Um, I quite liked um, the the very few, uh, the very first seconds of the matches where they were. Um, the Was it the Hardy Boys started uh, beating uh, uh, Christian and Edge uh, at the same time and they were both in sync, like almost perfectly. They, yeah. they knew what to do. One of my favorite moments in that match is the bit where you see Jeff Hardy jump up off the top row and he lands in it, and the ladder that's like slanted up on another ladder like hits Matt Hardy and yeah, Edge in the no, face. Yeah, and uh, they sorry, Christian in the face and knocks them both yeah. back. That was that was that been seen before? Is that sort of well, no, no, this, that was like the first like proper. The that's first... the first tag team ladder match that they had in WWF, especially. So yeah, it was so crazy. Th- this was a properly a big match. This was. Mm. As, uh, a tag and also team this match. was the match that helped put the both tag teams on the map and make them people even though people liked them and thought they were good then it made all the management other wrestlers and even the fans go like oh my god these guys are really good yeah. like you notice at the beginning they were like yeah and then after all you can see everyone clapping and cheering loudly because they can see these guys I guess kind of either breaking the glass ceiling or getting the brass ring because it shows actually these guys are really good give them a chance kind of thing which yeah. is 
why it's such a good match as well. And these guys were fighting over a hundred grand, were they? Yeah. Yeah. And the services of Terry Runnels, who's uh, a manager at the time as well. And yeah, I I I, I like the creativity of, of like what you say, the the two ladders using them both to their advantage as well. It, I don't want to repeat myself because <laughs> like the matches that you've shown me have just got better and better and they all go on them same fundamental mm. principles. And also as well at the time, because during the Attitude Era and then rest, and then the next match I'm going to show you was at the end of the Attitude Era, they had they felt they had to push the bar and they keep on pushing the bar, pushing the bar, pushing the bar, which is why at the time, because wrestling was so popular and everyone used to watch it, they were expected to go out there and basically put on a match that would steal the show and also put on a match that would raise the bar from the last show I've had so, before. So, like, do you get, like, as a wrestling fan for a long time, do you get the impression, like... Oh, we've reached the height of wrestling. This is as good as it gets. And then next year, something else happens, and you go, "Oh my God, I can't believe I thought like that last year." And then, you know, like you said, the yeah, bar continually much, rises. Yeah. And bar, bar it, continually rises, but also as well, sometimes they can't reach that bar because it's been so highly reached that it's kind of fifty-fifty. Sometimes there's some moments that are like, "Oh my God, this is amazing." Other moments it's like, "Wasn't as good as the previous match." But what they could do, and obviously ladder matches being so popular and basically used quite a lot they do really well for that ladder match if that makes any sense cool because i guess one of those things when you get when you get seen something like once or twice like nothing else can really blow your mind kind of thing yeah i mean mean? like like me going in fresh on that watching like these two guys throw themselves off these ladders and into other guys on on the other ladders like that's incredible the amount of distance that they get from the ladder or from the corner of the ring and they just leap straight ahead into their opposition. And, you know, and they <laughs> I'm surprised that they've still got this energy to carry on fighting the way they do. And, yeah, it, it does look brutal. I mean, did you like the way that the replays were done and, like, the how it was filmed? What with the whole Wally Coyote cam? And yeah, the I, I like, like that, that camera where it, it gave you a, a, a different angle on, you know, because you're, you're looking down. It doesn't give you a little almost um uh, an angle of the height it gives you the look of the entire ring mm. so when uh, all four guys were on two ladders and they all f- both fell one either side of the ring you could see that happening from the top and mm. you know which also was... adds to the match as well makes all their falls and all their bumps and stuff look more painful and look more you know so then makes people watching at home be like oh my god these guys are putting their bodies as even jay said in the commentary they're never going to be the same again. It, it makes people watching at home respect them more. You're thinking that how high is uh, uh, the ring off the floor? That must be... About several feet. About four. six feet, five, so six the feet. The ring off the floor? Yeah. And then you've five, got and then you've another got like 15 odd feet. Yeah. Another 15 odd feet on top of the ladder. Mm-hmm. And some of them guys were landing on the... No, they weren't landing on the ring. They landed on the floor, didn't they? Yeah. So, you know, that's quite a height to fall. These guys have got got the strength to be able to do that and, and also i guess with their bodies probably the amount of bumping that they've gone through their bodies are probably so used to it that it, they get like well one me and you probably killed ourselves pretty much <laughs> with them because i guess they're so used to it and all the different bumps their body becomes so hardened that they can fall on the floor but still but make it look so good that people would think oh my god this guy's how the hell is this he guy's mental yeah, why is he doing yeah. what's he doing jumping off this ladder so out of five what would you give that match then jimmy oh i would have given that one a four okay okay Do you well, see is it, yeah isn't it even <laughs> after the next one or or, or before yeah you saw even the after the even after the next one okay yeah uh, and why is that just out of curiosity because out of five. because i mean you know it, although it didn't really add 
anything um it was innovative and it was i don't want to say like i didn't want to i don't want to say it didn't add anything special because it really did it was like mm. using the the ladder as a pendulum to hit um <laughs> the guys in the face so i thought that was that was brilliant i thought that was amazing and um you know all like having four four guys in the ring at the same time is just carnage just chaos but i'm just comparing this to the last match that we watched and you know i don't want to say that it was a bad match it was a fantastic match and again as a first tag team ladder match that Mm. was pretty pretty watching it live i'll give i'll be the same as you give it like four maybe four two point two five i feel the same when i first watched the match i was just like this match is amazing and i would tell my friends to watch this match because it's like if you want to watch a really good ladder match watch these four guys because they're so good and, and it's just like amazing just how far their careers have gone nowadays the four of them like even though two of them are retired just how far they went on to become world champions in wrestling as well but then again i say four because i know that even at the time whilst watching it i knew that things could get better and you know i, I was right when you showed me the last match and I didn't want to. I, I suppose watching these three matches of like varying degrees of um, uh, complexity, let's say, of, mm. of having all these guys in the ring, um, you, you kind of have to expect that the the more people you put in the ring, the more exuberant, the more fancy, the more um, chaotic it's going to be. And you know, <laughs> so going from two guys to four you think this is this isn't going to end well this is going to end badly Mm. and then you kind of think if there's no rules then how much worse can it get and And also it helps as well because all the guys that we've seen today are so technically sound and so technically good they're able to make a ladder match seem so good where if you just put six people who can't work properly that's yeah yeah they they wouldn't make it work as good because these people are so good that's why they make a ladder match work so well. I as mean, well. you know, I'm guessing from a tag team match that like having them all work together in harmony makes the match a lot yeah. more better and a lot more um, coherent, let's say. And, you know, because you, you could have four guys in there all going at each other and you don't know where to focus. And you think, do I watch these two over here or do I watch these two on the other side? And the way how they... Like it was balanced. It wasn't to like no two of them were fighting all at the same time, and you're you're thinking, oh my god, who do I focus on? Mm. They got got the balance just I right. I mean, in, in that think... match, I was for, for, to ask you actually, who did you vote for? Like who who did you who were you rooting for? Sorry, uh, who did you want to win? Christian and Edge. I think the Hardy Boys were a bit too showy. Okay. I thought they were a bit too up themselves when they came they, like they were standing in a ring of fire when they got introduced oh, yeah. so like, you, you see after, like, after this after show the brood's entrance and that is literally them coming up through fire and you see Gangrel the one who they were with like drinking like who's supposed to be blood and spitting it out it's like really cool it's like proper red and stuff it's like a, it's, that's, it's that's a cool thing about wrestling as well like you saw some of the cool entrances as well like obviously you didn't see some of the really cool ones but you've seen like last but, time I showed you the Bailey Sasha Banks match that was a cool entrance where other matches they've had, they've been even like way awesome and like, entrances as well. So like what I said in the the our last podcast, the theatrics of it all, the it's the way how they big themselves up is, um, you know, the, the way how they get the crowd working. They they know how to read their audience and they mm. they do that really well. Like like with the um Sasha Banks Bailey match we watched, you know, they they both knew their audience and they both knew what. Uh, yeah, how to tick all their right boxes. Because as Steve Austin says on his podcast, the crowd <coughs> is the most important thing you have to uh, basically play towards and play for in a sense that 
if the crowd uniters are booing you or they're cheering you, then they change, I guess, what they would do next and yeah, so, bring the so, crowd up. So, again. like, the, the crowd is almost like uh, the third character in that, yeah. isn't it? They're, they're... it is, it's it's kind of like, in a sense, like the Roman philosophy, where if they were, like, if they cheer you, it's great. If they boo you, it's bad kind of thing. So yeah. they want to make sure they play off the crowd. And if you're a good guy, you want to be cheered. If you're a bad guy, you want to be booed. But also, at the same time, you want to kind of work it, which will be an entertaining match for the crowd. You don't want them to be, like, bored and watching a match, if that does, makes any sense as well. Does that sort of thing, like, change the outcome of a match? Can, like, uh, a crowd... Um, booing one particular wrestler say if he's having like no, a bad really. move set and like no or... not really no because there's a wrestler called roman reigns at the moment who a lot of the fans don't like but he's won quite a lot of matches so uh, no but it can potentially later on change but... their plans as well if they notice a, a wrestler who's someone they don't realize is actually as loved as much as everyone is like there's a guy called daniel bryan who wasn't going to be at WrestleMania 32 for the main event at all, but because of the fans and the crowd loving him so much and booing everyone else, pretty much, WWE were like, fuck, we need to put this guy over. So they finally did at WrestleMania 30 yeah, did. give him the championship. But then, wouldn't you say that that could be the, the crowd doing that? So what, yeah. what was this other guy's name, you said? Which one? Uh, the the guy who was being booed. Oh, Roman Re- Reigns. Yeah. Do you think like the, the crowd booing him makes him... Like, yeah, I'm going to get one over on the crowd. Like, I know uh, best, they don't, sort of thing. And that kind of yeah, elevates him but as, as, at the, the, as the same time, he's or... supposed to be the biggest, like, good guy in wrestling. But oh, because... he's supposed to be a good guy, and yeah, everyone's be... booing him. Yeah, it's because with some wrestling fans, they feel like if you're being pushed down their throats and you kind of get given everything on a silver platter, they start to resent you, where with wrestling fans, they feel like you should earn, you should earn it and not just get given to you, basically. That's right. what that's basically the, the more smarter fans, really, yeah, cool. who are the ones that are the most the most vocal and the most people who are on the internet pretty much and then the final match that we watched was from wrestlemania 17 between edge and christian versus the dudley boys versus the hardy boys well, the uh, several ladders going to be used here made available anyway for the tables ladders and chairs match for the wwf tag team title unbelievable tlc number two tables ladders and chairs the dudley's defend the tag team titles against the hardy boys and Edge and Christian, this match is as dangerous a match as you will ever, ever see. As a fan of all three of these teams, their, their in-ring work, I am very concerned about the, the well-being of everyone involved in this matchup because you know that inside the hearts of all these young men, they want to they raise the bar. They want to take it where no one has ever gone before. All about that, the WWF Tag Team titles hanging high above the ring. I fucking so, love Jimmy, this one. Yeah, this one was amazing. Like the, like, the previous two matches were great. This, like, completely tore up the rule books. Like, I don't care about the other two matches. This <laughs> final match was, like, the ladder match to watch. I'm glad you picked that because that was... Yeah, because that is the match that everyone who says show everyone a wrestling match that is just basically just fun, out the walls, crazy. People say show people this match. That, and... That's what I like about it—the craziness and like there were how many guys were there? there must have been nine or yeah, there nine, was nine six in the match. And it was like, like other three as well. Like yeah, that was nine that people yeah. fighting all at once. That was all out mayhem and like. Was there I any mean, particular spots or moments that you noticed that made you go? 
it's fucking insane like yes and or cheering like to yourself or going this is awesome because that's, uh, that's a really big wrestling chant is this is awesome like was there any moments in that match obviously being a favorite one who is a, the one of the hardy boys who uh leapt straight off that 10 foot ladder and down onto oh yeah jeff hardy that was a jeff cool hardy. moment that, that one of my favorites that was awesome the way how he just <laughs> threw the two table the two guys on the table and well he looked like he did something to himself because he was not getting up from that but these two guys were it was just. Oh, oh, I love I love the spear for top of the ladder when he when Ed spears uh, Jeff Hardy when he's grabbing oh yeah when he's bells. holding and on it, to that the... moment for me is like oh, that's so good that and was yeah. like th- that's what I was saying that he just launched himself at, at at him and they both fell from must have been twenty feet or something yeah from that from the two belts and yeah it was just, just the amount of crazy crap that these guys do did you to, like the fact go... they added in as well the ladder uh, the chairs and the tables did yeah the, like the, well? i like the ladders uh the chairs and the tables like um like them chairs can be quite quite snappy and quite brutal can't they <laughs> mm. they 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 look quite um well, what's her name uh lita yeah when she came on and she <laughs> yeah <laughs> swan spike dudley yeah just whacked him around the face like oh that, that looked like it really hurt but yeah, especially if you're not take if you're not protecting yourself. If you get hit properly, it can really hurt. Yeah, which is like which is good because it shows that the wrestlers would happily, I guess, go through pain to entertain the fans. That's the thing; it's the adrenaline going pumping through. I guess for them as well, performing in front of sixty-seven thousand people. Exactly. Like, what, did, what did you think about that? From going from a crowd which has eighteen thousand to another eighteen thousand to them, a massive stage like in the WrestleMania seventeen. These wrestlers, they are literally like rock stars. Like the only time you see an audience or a crowd act like that is if you see a rock band or um can't even think of anyone else like that like mm. these wrestlers are like hugely popular 67,000 fans yeah it was 67,925 people or were that in what, that stadium what stadium was that uh, it was the Houston Astrodome so this is uh is it an American football stadium or yeah it used so... to be but now now they got a new stadium which is the Cowboy Stadium which they already had WrestleMania first this year and that had nearly 100,000 people actually and slightly over 100,000 people that one as well yeah again like like sports fans like I, I don't I mean well, I don't really watch a lot of sports but you don't really see them riled up as much as the audience in that match and I can see why that they get so so um mm. enthusiastic about it yeah 67,000 people that's, that's a huge crowd I mean was anyone in that match you were rooting for was it Edge and Christian again or did you prefer more to Hardy Boys um, or more well Edging I think because because we watched Edge and Christian um, lose in that previous match. I was I I was still rooting for them. I've said that I like to root for the underdogs, and to me, in the second match that you watch, they kind of did seem a bit underdogish. And then in the third one, like yeah, yeah, we're rooting for rooting yeah, for them guys. Yeah, because in the third one they were the they were the proper bad guys with the proper heels. In the in the second one, both them and the Hardys were kind of in 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 the, in the middle. They were they were faces, but also kind of heelish at the same time. The fans wanted yeah. to, wanted to cheer for them, but they were kind of did the kind of bad stuff. But yeah, yeah. But no, I, I and also didn't really have much of a character then. But then also after that match, they all became like proper faces and Edge and Christian then turned heel obviously for a year which then they won at WrestleMania 16 then the WrestleMania 17 and then became really really fun and great characters and you you can kind of see, I like when you see them um, band together and like uh, is it the very beginning of the match uh, is it the Hardy Boys and the Dudley Boys ganged up on Christian and Edge mm. and you know like they were determined to, to end them they were like nope you guys are going out first and then we'll start on each other but yeah i quite quite like that the sort of you can see see who 
who they won out first. Mm. The way how they banded together really. I mean, really... after watching these matches, and like, would you have found that like the base has a match match? There was a great promo package. Then you could tell who was a good guy, who was a bad guy. Would you have found it? Yeah, I guess being yeah, yeah. slightly better if there was promo packages. At, obviously, this isn't the main event. This is like a really like big match. Obviously, being a ladder match. But would you have had a, maybe a promo package beforehand? Added more to the match potentially. Yeah, I, as well? I I thought it would because you know um, the only premise that I had to go on was the first match that you showed me. Uh, sorry, the uh, second match that you showed me, and um, you know that that kind of. Um, made me know who i was rooting for i know who i wanted to win but then uh the dudley boys no idea no idea who were they the good guys were they the bad guys don't know so having a promo package i think would have helped a lot but again it might have almost um changed my idea on um uh christian and edge right they could have painted them as the bad guys and the dudley boys hmm. as in no we're gonna take these guys out sort of thing so yeah, I was I was undetermined as to how to think about about these uh, Dudley boys coming in um, well, because I, I honestly don't know. I I don't don't. I know mean, if also other matches as well. Would you have maybe been slightly different with this Razor Ramon Shawn Michaels match or even the second ladder match as well if they were from a package? Or did you? I've like obviously enjoy them anyway, but would you have maybe well uh, yeah. had that added bit of I guess dimension to the match that people who might not have seen it before would understand I guess the storyline behind it and stuff like that. Yeah, I would have. I mean, I'm half of the story I gather is is the match itself. Like the yeah. build up before and also what happens after, it kind of uh, rounds it off, and you well, you get the fuller package, don't you? So yeah, pretty much. So seeing just the match, it's hard to determine who your favourites are. So for me, say for example, with the um, uh, Michael's uh, Razor match we watched, to me, I thought Razor was the arrogant one in that. I thought he was. Um, it made me want to root for Shawn Michaels more because of that. Oh, yeah. But had I known if there was um the the promo package uh, at the beginning uh i probably would have changed my idea completely that you know that's mm. the the no, not you mean the promo could be the decider as to who you want to win or who you want to lose and the only thing that i had to go on especially with that intro match um was was their introductions as they came out to the ring and you know although that did a decent job i don't really think it gave across the message that that like you said um Razor was supposed to be the good guy. Yeah, I guess maybe if they showed more the heel tendencies and the more, um, you know, face tendencies, and maybe it might have been, I guess, better for you than you could have shown that, I mean, seen, sorry, that straight away, who, which one's which and who's a good guy, who's a bad guy. So, funny, Jimmy, out of five, what would you give that match? Four and a half, 4.5. Only 4.5? Out of five? Yeah. Because I've seen how crazy that third match can get. I want it to get crazier. I want it to get even more mad. So I'm going to give myself a little bit of leeway because I'm okay. not going to say five out of five. That was the best thing ever because I know part of me inside um, something bigger and better will happen or, you you know, will mm. will top that. So, yeah, four and a half. So that that's I'd say that's a really good score for that. But uh, for me, I'll give it a five just because it's a match that I could happily show anyone and even showing you, even though I've seen that match a thousand times, I still get pumped up. I still get excited about that moment, especially with the edge. You can see me getting like, excited yeah. even, though, even though that was going to happen. I'm like, 
think to myself, oh my God, I hope Jimmy's going to like this. And he's going to be like, that's amazing. And what, you were what, as well. What did you think to my reactions whilst we were watching it? Because I, I was I, actually, I, I was, was really happy, actually. I was, I was thinking to myself, I've, maybe, I was, I've, maybe I've converted someone into, a, into another wrestling fan, like, which is basically the, the point of my podcast is to show people why you might not have I, seen wrestling, I why could, it's so good. I liked how, just how, how much madness was going on all at once. And, you know, that, that final move where from that 10 foot ladder, onto four tables onto the four tables yeah. that was that was insane and that was that kind of exuberance is is what i like from this sort of thing you know mm. um seeing a tlc match having tables ladders and chairs and six guys in the ring all together it's just mental it's it's really really quite fun and i can see why people find them so popular mm. and you can see why wrestling is so amazing to people as well I yeah guess. it's, it's yeah. just so i guess you're more into the more i guess like special matches rather than just a normal one-on-one match kind of thing or tag team match you like i guess you like the more where it's like the more special match where you, if there's a weapon involved or if there's like a ladder involved or like they've had head in a cell stretcher matches i guess you kind of prefer those matches i, I guess mean, or would you want to watch more singular matches to see your opinion i think i will need to see more singular matches to know what it's got to go against but like uh when what we was on about last time in our other podcast uh with adam um it kind of uh, you you knew what didn't look as authentic as like some moves didn't look as painful as others but when you see this guy holding a ladder and ramming it into his opposition you think my god that must hurt you know that that mm. to me that feels more believable okay and that's probably what makes it more entertaining because it <laughs> yeah I, I see what you mean there i see what you mean and especially um spearing from such a height 20 feet off the off the ring floor or even higher off the actual floor these guys have got guts and they 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 bloody go at it, don't they? They yeah, no, oh yeah, no totally, fear. Yeah, I mean, it, like even no in the Sasha Banks Bailey match, which is one of my favorite matches of all time, even that match as well, like this one, they're going, they're going probably at it. You can see them like hitting each other properly and stuff. And also the other matches I'm going to show you hopefully in the future, you can see where even a simple move that you get hit in the head, you sometimes think, how the fuck is he up from that massive kick in the head kind of thing? It's insane just how with their great setting and that match, Bailey versus Sasha Banks match and other matches in general, just how they can make a simple move look so devastating as well. So I mean, with with more more wrestlers in the ring you um have uh less of that uh waiting around waiting them for them to get up after they've yeah. like uh clashed in the middle and you know like okay these two guys have been uh incapacitated they're, they're like out of it for a couple of minutes but there's something happening over on the other side that you can uh shift your focus so mm. yeah there's, there's always something happening especially in a, in a six uh or even nine people yeah i know in that tag team match. So, out of all the three matches, what would you say was your favourite one? Definitely the last one. Definitely the last one. That was all out favourite. It's, mm-hmm. it's just so mad. Just so... And everyone... I'll agree with you as and well. Everyone, match as well. everyone read each other and they knew what to do and they knew how to do it and they knew how to, to get the audience and the commentators worked up and, you know, just the... Just the... um the, the Just the way how it was presented as well. It, mm. it just made me think, this is proper stuff. This proper... And 
who to you then would you say was the MVP of the matches? Who did you think stood up for you the most? Obviously, I can do it last time because I only showed you one match. But if I showed you more matches, I would have said for you who would have been the MVP then. But because I've shown you those three matches, who or maybe whom did you think stood up for you the most? Christian and Edge. Okay. By far. Because after that second match and they got defeated by the Harley Boys and then they came back with the Harley Boys and the Dudley Boys, I, I just wanted them to win because, well, I, I wanted to the, them to win their tag team match with the Hardy Boys and they didn't but then they came back and they managed to face off however many other people yeah, I know. and they beat them all and they got the, got the title so yeah definitely the last one with me my MVP seeing how long they go further on and knowing wrestling so much mine would probably even be Shawn Michaels or Edge and Christian as well cool mine. so then Jimmy out of after watching these matches obviously I, would, I want to be in a podcast again with me like would you go again and watch I guess wrestling again just by yourself would you go on I guess the network sign up for it for free for a month and then maybe be like I want to watch a ladder match. I want to watch a match or maybe even on YouTube well, or Daily Motion. Would you potentially go out after these matches and watch more of it potentially? If it is as crazy and as exuberant as the two tag team matches that we watched, then definitely, definitely. I mean, I don't know about you, but can matches sometimes be a little bit boring and a little bit dull and not have yeah. that? that like, yeah, there can be like, a lot of matches like that. So you're probably the, the best bet. I mean, I don't know how much crap there is to sift through. So maybe oh, you, was... I mean, the matches that you have shown have all been quite good quality. Yeah. So, you know, maybe watching matches with you would probably help sift out the rubbish and okay. and bring out the the um the the gold out of you, you know, to just Yeah, I know that gold out of the shit. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. I guess it's also as well by having someone who's watched wrestling his whole life and stuff and showing you really good matches as well. But also at the same time, maybe maybe watching a few stinkers might help you appreciate the better matches than the really good matches. Like when you finally yeah, have I a suppose, really good match. Yeah. Like I didn't really think about it that way. You but, might yeah. be like this match is really good, actually it's better than I thought it was because the match I've seen with someone like guess the great Carly it's actually been pretty shit kind of thing so. yeah well it's something to think about something mm. definitely to think about maybe for your next podcast mm. if you include me um why don't you show me particularly shit matches i will do actually i'll do that actually. so then i can get like uh, a bigger picture of like when it's bad it's really bad oh yeah yeah some wrestling matches can be really bad and also there's there was once a match um basically called a buffy bagger on a, on a pole match but they basically had a wrestler's mum on a pole and they had to basically get the woman what? on the pole to win yes yeah. this was in wcw mate this is back when vince russo used to book it so yeah <laughs> i'm gonna show you some ridiculous matches oh as yeah well. show me them because that will paint me a bigger picture i think cool jimmy so overall did you enjoy watching these matches yeah and, yeah, yeah? yeah yeah i liked it more than what I liked um, the uh, other matches that you showed okay. me okay well I guess would you potentially go back obviously I asked you before like would you go back and guess look at more in detail and do more research about the wrestlers as well or would you obviously you being a fan of Edge and Christian would you then go and maybe on Wikipedia type in Edge yeah, and Christian I mean, and be like, like look I, up them as well like I was tempted I, I'll show you the browser page on my phone at the moment I <laughs> kind of looked up the Hardy Boys so whilst cool. we were watching the match just so I could just so I could get a, a little bit of background on them so yeah you know you're not wrong about that I, I, well, I'm i looking at them up right now so yeah definitely cool man that's cool so uh, basically this is going to be our little end um, Jimmy is there anything you want to plug or anything you want to mention any like social media YouTube anything like that yes uh, the Robot Wars podcast give it a listen Find me on uh, YouTube, uh, even if you just search the Robot Wars podcast and look for my name, Jimmy Cotton. Um, and uh, yeah, just uh, check out my uh, music and audio page on Facebook. Give it a like, share it, do whatever you like with it. Just have a look, see what I'm up to uh, musically and audio wise. 
because uh, we are recording back in my my studio again. We are back in the studio apartment. Yeah, I think that that's all plugged. I think. <laughs> That's cool. And obviously you guys know for me, like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, subscribe to me on iTunes and SoundCloud. And this has been Know Your Wrestling. I've had today my wonderful friend Jimmy. Thank you for having me, Mark, in my own house. <laughs> Next time we'll do it in my house. You can do it in your house. Yeah, my house. We said that about uh, <laughs> last time. So this has been Know Your Wrestling, guys. Take care and always remember, ladder matches are awesome. Yeah, we love ladder matches. I'm not your boy toy. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. I make him hot. I make him shiver. Their knees get weak. Whenever I'm around, they see me walk. They hear me talk. I make them feel. Like they're all cloud nine I'm just a sexy boy I'm not your boy toy I'm just a sexy boy I'm not your boy toy It's your hard eye girls Hands off the merchandise I've got the looks that drives the girls wild. I've got the moves that really move them. I said chill up and down their spine. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. I make them hot. I make him shiver, their knees get weak Whenever I'm around, they see me walk They hear me talk, I make them feel Like they're all cloud nine I'm just a sexy boy I'm not your boy toy I'm just a sexy boy I'm not your boy toy Ha